Clap, clap your hands and stomp your feet. You're listening. You're listening to the Clap Your Hands podcast, hosted by Elliot Shore Parks and Kyle Newbeck. Here they come. And that's it, though. We're back in 1983. Incredibly, now, brace yourself. 40 years ago. Oh, man. 40 years ago. But that's the goal. As the Sixers get ready to embark on a uh, another opportunity for a playoff run, now they're sixth with Joel Embiid. The goal is clear. It's to win the championship. And the sub-goal is, even if you don't win the championship, do a lot better than you've done the last five years. And for uh, more on that and uh, all, everything related to the Sixers and the coming series between the Sixers and the Nets and the NBA playoffs, we turn for the first time on this, the new WIP Morning Show, uh, a great Sixers writer. He's been with Philly Voice com for a long time. Does a great job covering the 76ers. Of course, he's got the Clap Your Hands podcast with Elliot Shore Parks here with the uh, Odyssey family as well, Mr. Kyle Newbeck. How you doing, Kyle? I'm hanging in, Joe. How we doing? Good, buddy. Kyle, we're so happy to have you as part of the show, man. Thanks for joining us today. Of course. How you guys doing? Good, man. Waking up early, going to sleep eh, a little earlier, but uh, <laughs> get, getting ready to crank it up for a few weeks to really watch the Sixers, hopefully into June. So, Kyle, let's we'll get to the Sixers-Nets hardcore in a moment, but let's just start with this. What gives you the greatest hope that this playoff run will be different, that this playoff run will be special? It's pretty simple. I think they might have the best player in the world now. Uh, Like, I think Joel Embiid has proven over these last few seasons that he's one of the league's elite players. But this is the first year that I've sat here and watched him and watched them and thought, he just might be better than everybody else in the league. I mean, you look at all these signature moments, signature performances that he's had. He becomes the first center to average or lead the league in scoring back-to-back years since Bob McAdoo did it back in the mid-'70s. He has all these clutch performances, comebacks that he's leading. And I've just seen a different guy this year. Like, you sort of don't know in the moment when a guy has taken the leap to that level. But to me, this is what it looks like. Like everything has slowed down for him. He's figured out the areas of the floor he needs to operate from mentally. He's operating on a different level. Like that is what gives me confidence yeah, yeah. in this team more than before. It's, so, so it's Kyle, let's all about Joel. Yep. All right, let's flip it now. What gives you the greatest sense that this playoff run will be same old, same old. Well, here's the other side of it. Joel and James and Doc, who I would say are the three most important people as it pertains to a title run, all have a checkered past when it comes to the playoffs. They need Joel to score better and turn the ball over less than he has in playoffs past. They need James Harden to not check out mentally and have these weird floaty performances in big games. And they need Doc Rivers to carry over the the success he's had in the regular season into the playoffs. So I understand the skepticism regarding all those guys, and they have a lot to prove during these playoffs. So what is James Harden's health situation, and what can Doc do to prevent James from checking out mentally and emotionally? Well, so the health thing is sort of the million-dollar question here to me. I think he didn't look great to end the regular season. He had one really good half against Toronto, guess that would have been a week and a half, two weeks ago now. And other than that, has just kind of sputtered through these last few weeks. If he's physically compromised and he's not able to, to get downhill or to set up Joel and, you know, score on his own, 
and lead those bench units, that becomes a big problem. Uh, I, I think, honestly, the big part of it is just Doc has to put James in positions where he's going to be the captain of these bench units. And he has been staggering his two stars more and more coming down the stretch since the All-Star break. So, look, it's a sink or swim thing for him. James has been around the block before. He knows what's at stake. He knows that, you know, his legacy in a lot of respect is riding on what he does this season, what he does while he's in Philadelphia, and they just they need him to rise to the challenge. The evaluation throughout the season of how good our bench was, it's just been a roller coaster. These last few games where, you know, the bench won them for us, it, it's a great feeling. It's a great sign moving forward. But truly, how good, Kyle, is our bench? They're okay. They're, they're not going to match up with a team like Boston, I would say, and, you know, maybe not a team like Milwaukee either. If the Sixers are going to win, it's going to be because their top three guys, maybe their top four guys, are just better than the other teams. Now, the good news is they do have Joel Embiid, James Harden, and Tyrese Maxey, the latter of whom I think is the, one of the big swing factors in this playoff run. If they can get good production out of James and Tyrese while Joel's on the bench, that's going to be enough to carry the rest of these bench units. Like We shouldn't be in a position – as we've been in years past where we're watching the Sixers put out an all bench lineup and thinking they're hopeless. They have a co-star to lead those groups. They have Tyrese Maxey, who's a rising star to fill in the blanks around him. And those guys should be able to list up everybody else to make sure that the, the, I won't call it a subpar bench, but the just average bench is good enough to go and win a title. Sixers playoff preview here with Kyle Newback from Philly Voice with us. Kyle, let's get to the Sixers-Nets series. Now, obviously, 76ers better win it. What kind of level challenge are the Nets? What do they What do they pose in the post-Durant, post-Kyrie Irving uh, sort of uh, inclination of what they are, you know, iteration of what they are? Yeah, so they're sort of the opposite of the Sixers in that they're not the the most talented team, but they're just a hard-working, athletic, long team. Mikhail Bridges is sort of the poster child for that. He's averaged, I believe, about 27 points a game since coming from Phoenix. It sure would be nice if the Sixers hadn't traded this guy away (laughs) for – Zaire Smith and a pick that was traded for Tobias Harris all those years ago now. You think? (laughs) (laughs) But so I I think the solace that you take is that despite the fact that Bridges has taken his game to another level, he hasn't really been much of a creator for his teammates. And I think if you're the Sixers, you say, okay, if he goes out there and he scores 27 points a game, but he can't turn that into open shots and better offense for his teammates, well, then he could go out there and score a ton, and it doesn't really matter. Their offense since the trade deadline is bottom 10 in the league. They've been right about average on defense, and so they don't really have a calling card. They're going to work hard. They're going to stress you with their length, and they're going to double guys and, and get out and run and transition. But I don't see one true strength that they have as a group right now which I think is what you'd expect from a team that was slapped together at the trade deadline. Hey, Kyle, how bad, you're around these guys a lot, Sixers players. How bad, in your opinion, does Joel want this? How much does he have a burning desire to be an NBA champion? Oh, I think that's, look, he has wanted MVP for a long time, but every time he gets asked about it this year, 
the first thing he says is that a championship is the top priority. If the individual accolades, the individual honors come with that, then that's great. But I, I think he wants it all. I think that he, he understands that, look, he looks at Nikola Jokic, who's won the last two MVPs, right? And he sees what people say this year. He can't win this again because he hasn't had playoff success. And he's judged by that, that marker. That, that's what separates the guys at the very tippy top of the Hall of Fame from, you know, a lot of the other great players, including some of the great players who've been through Philadelphia. Allen Iverson, Charles Barkley, players like that. So I think he knows and understands that until he wins a championship and until he goes on one of these deep playoff runs, that he's not going to be able to measure up some of the true greats. And look, I think the, the way he's changed his game, the way he's learned from his past mistakes, all that shows you that, yes, he cares about the individual stuff, but he's thinking about how does this work in the playoffs? How do I make myself better for the team? And I think you've seen the best version of the Sixers during his time here as a result of that. Hey, Kyle, great stuff, man. We look forward to talking you through the playoffs, throughout the playoffs. We hope it's a two-month journey, and we look forward to having you on the show again. Thank you, Kyle, from PhillyWish.com. Kyle Newbeck, thanks, bud. Thanks for having me on, guys. You got it, man. All right, there he is.